Halloween week, everyone. Uh, hope you guys had a fun Halloween or will have a fun ha Halloween. Yeah. Uh, and are safe and eat lots of candy. That'll be good. Hi. Uh, let's get things started then. Welcome back ladies and gentlemen to the whatnots review show uh this is number 129 i just mentioned that off off mic i don't know why i forgot that so soon uh but <laughs> this is our weekly book club style podcast covering all sorts of different genres and different mediums uh we have a little bit of everything for anyone uh this month has been our horror month so we've been covering some spooky stuff here uh since it's getting close to halloween uh and this will be the last of our spooky month yeah. this month this year uh, <laughs> we covered a show called type rider which is available on netflix but it is a it is a horror show from india uh, mm -hmm. So that is an interesting thing. We're going to be t t talking about that. My name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined, as always, by Melissa Wilkinson. Hello. How are you doing, Melissa? I'm okay. I ate a cupcake for breakfast. Oh, man. I had Pop-Tarts. It was oh. great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually had a cupcake with breakfast. Was Pop-Tarts the uh. entirety of your breakfast? For now, yeah. Okay, breakfast Just part en one. Enough to like wake me up, yeah. Yeah, right. wake but, you up but, inside. But what about when you can't breakfast, wake up? Right. <laughs> yeah. What kind of uh, pop tarts do you go for? I I usually just go for the frosted strawberry. That's Classic. usually my go-to. Platonic but I, pop tart. Yeah. Well, some people would argue that the platonic pop tart is the unfrosted. Cherry or strawberry what? or something like that. They are heathens. That's all I have to, <laughs> to say. Uh, I'm personally a fan of the brown sugar cinnamon, yep. which I, I don't think Those is super popular, phase. but I like it because I, I feel think, like they're pretty popular. I've I've heard them be derided before, but this is why I like them because a fruit flavor can vary wildly depending on how much actual fruit is in it. But cinnamon is sure. always cinnamon. Nobody's using a fake cinnamon for any reason, so it's the most well, consistent flavor across the board. It, it it's most consistent in that it only has two styles. Right? Yes, there is the like hot spicy cinnamon, like plain. the hot one. Yeah, or the, 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 there's like the like, oh, let's have apple cider cinnamon. <laughs> it's fall, you know. Yeah, there's, there's that kind too. So there you go, good stuff. Well, Melissa, uh, we we are about to. T talk about type writer mm. i pitched you a number of foreign horror sh shows this week that was my my theme i, I first was gonna go for like really scary stuff and i <laughs> i found some 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 good uh op options for stuff that people may not have seen um, mm -hmm. and one of the ones that i pitched was a show called aries um, that one we did not pick, but I went ahead and watched that on my own time. Oh, how um, do you have all this time? I I watch things constantly. <sighs> I do stuff while I'm working. Uh, in air quotes there, but uh, yeah, I I watched 
Aries. I do at least want to mention that here at the start. Okay. How did you find it? Fine. It was okay. Uh, It was very gruesome and very dark when it was very dark. Okay. Um, I get that. It it kind of comes out of nowhere, in in the sense that it has the whole like eyed wise shut kind of creepy cult vibe thing g- going on, and it's a good show. It's well acted and such, but it's just it's slow. There's not much that happens. They seem to just throw a lot of confusing stuff at you just for the <laughs> sake of con- of of throwing confusing yeah. stuff at you, like. You and I are both fans of the show Lost, right? Yes. And they throw these mysteries at you, these weird things, but it's it's slowly. They're they're kind of doled out over time. This is just like all at once. It's like this weird thing and that weird thing and this thing and what is that? I don't know. Who knows? So it's it's unsettling you, but it's not settling you towards a different place where you should be. It's just like I'm just not in the place narratively yeah. i'm meant to be where was that unsettling thing supposed to take me nowhere yeah and <laughs> just a confusion was, void that was a dutch show on okay. netflix um still still good if if you do like the creepy cult vibes uh there is some interesting stuff in there i do mm. have to say the finale was very strong that, that okay, was like good. this is weird in the way that i want to know more like nice what is happening here um but yeah was that a limited series or is it ongoing yeah i'm assuming it's ongoing because it didn't okay end in a conclusive way Um, okay but yeah it was eight episodes they were only half an hour each so it's still a pretty short show um but but yeah good stuff there so that's that but we're here this week to talk about Typewriter, mm-hmm. uh, which I mentioned is an Indian show also available on Netflix. It's a Netflix original. Um, yeah, th- th- this is one. It's, it's it's hard to ask, like, well, what was your history with this show? How did you find it? Or <laughs> I, I was just searching on, on yeah. stuff, and I was like, oh, okay, this works. Um, <laughs> but, Melissa, you picked this one. Why did you pick this one? Because Aries sounded too dark. And we just did Hannibal earlier this month, mm-hmm. which is like all of the real darkness I can handle for a which, while. By the way, I should also say I binged watch season two this week as well, and I'm done with <laughs> that. So that was a lot. <laughs> wow. I never even finished season two. I still got to get back to that. I like yeah. Hannibal, but it's so heavy that mm-hmm. I have to take it a very little bit at a time. Indeed. Um, yeah, Aries sounded too dark. The other show you pitched me, I think, it was a South Korean show about zombies, and zombies just do nothing for me Kingdom. as a yeah. horror concept. And I was interested in Typewriter because I know India has got such a thriving entertainment scene, and I hadn't seen any of it. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not super familiar with most of their cinema, whether it be mm-hmm. Bollywood or their 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 action stuff. Like I yeah. know they have a rich cinema scene there but i i just don't know what there is um (laughs) yeah so this idea of like foreign horror shows was interesting to me just to see like what else is out there what do other Mm -hmm. countries do 
Uh, yeah, it was a good idea. Like that. So yeah, uh, I I I have to say, watching the trailer on Netflix uh, and then watching the actual show, this is not what I expected. This show. What did you think be... it was? Because I didn't so watch I, the trailer. I I thought. Well, I I I knew it was a show kind of about a haunted house, a haunted type yeah. writer, so to speak. But the trailer didn't focus on kids mm. uh, and this series k- kind of revolves around a group of kids like I, yeah. I i knew that kids were in there but <laughs> it just it didn't make it seem like they were the central focus yeah uh, which they are kind of in in this show um and yeah like i i thought it was going to be much more of a drama much more serious uh, uh, and maybe a little bit more scary just because of the, mm-hmm. the things that they, they showed. It's like, okay, this looks like an adult show. Like, it, you know, they're not really going to hold, hold things back. And that's not necessarily wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's, not, it's not what I expected at all. And mm. I have to say, I thought this show was a delight to watch. It's so fun. Watch. Yeah. Um, I... I, I I, it's it's hard to place this in just like one slot of like this yeah. is a horror show and that's it. It's like well, it has horror p- parts, but I I genuinely laughed out loud at it's some funny. funny scenes. Yeah, it's yeah. great. <laughs> and and yeah, there are some like very serious, scary moments and some yeah. adult themes and stuff like that. But then yeah, it focuses on this group of. Kids kids who are more like like the the, the scooby gang and yes. there's t- t- times it feels like a disney channel original movie in the best way <laughs> p- 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 possible right yeah and so it's just this like it seems like a a show that the whole family would like but then there's some c- c- cuss words and some maybe yeah questionable m- m- moments and again these these scary scenes are genuinely scary they're very well done, yeah. Yeah, so I I was surprised by this show. It was not what I expected at all. Yeah, it's got these four kids at the center of it, and then it also has this cast of adult characters, and they're all mm-hmm. investigating the same mystery just from different angles. It's kind of like a Stranger Things, where your main characters Almost, yeah. are these young adults, but the show doesn't pull the adult stories down to the kids level or put the kids in like situations far outside of their grasp. Like it's really well toned, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Or just because it has such a good mix of stuff that it's just like, it's yeah. There's not really a specific tone set. That makes sense. Um, Mm. Which is interesting because we'll, we'll talk about that first scene which i think for the most part would normally set the tone for most shows like here's the opening Mm. five minutes and in a way it kind of did but yeah there's there's just there's so much in this show i'm glad we watched this and i'm glad that this was the end to our spooky month yeah this is a good finale Indeed. Uh, do you want to do plot synopsis that we can yeah. uh, get on to spoilers after that? 
Yeah, this show takes place in contemporary India. I don't know exactly when, but I think the show is from the last couple of years. Yeah, well, they they mention a certain movie in there, so it's it's very (laughs) recent. (laughs) Yeah, so it's from like last year, probably. And there's these couple kids that have a ghost club, and they believe that this local house is haunted because there used to be a writer who lived there, and the writer wrote this book called The Ghost of Sultanpur, which is where these kids get all of their ghost lore and ghost rules from. Yeah, but there's it's a legend, kind of like, like a local legend. Yeah, the, the book was written in their t- town. It's c- c- kind of about their town, but yeah. not really. But you know, yeah. But this writer died in a mysterious way, and they're like. He wrote the book the night he died. Like, that's how the timeline shakes out. How did he write mm-hmm. this whole book the night he died? Ooh, was he possessed by his spirit? Is this ghost lore coming from an actual ghost through the man? Did he write it after he died? So the yeah. book is Mysterious Origins, and the kids are fascinated with this house. They want to go investigate the house, which is this beautiful old mansion that's been left alone for a couple years. But then the family moves back in, to the mansion it was like that writer's granddaughter has yeah. like returned to town and is moving back into her family house so the ghost club befriends her kids they're trying to investigate this ghost story there's a mysterious typewriter in the house that like the ghost kind of lives in when the ghost isn't walking around stealing that lady's body not stealing her yeah. body but copying her body yeah so yeah. there's like a shapeshifter element to it yeah, and there's like, what's the deal with this typewriter? What happened to that author? And this woman's like, I remember so little of my childhood. I feel like there were secrets being kept from me. I Now that I'm back home, I need to figure out the whole story. Yeah, well, at, at first she doesn't really want to. Like, she d- doesn't really care. But weird mm. things start happening. Yeah. And these kids are like, but no, there's a ghost. It's real. It's right there. And she's just like, I, uh, things aren't adding up. Maybe we should investigate this and mm. stuff like that so yeah there's there's a good cast of characters like yeah. we said some genuinely scary moments some really funny moments <laughs> yes um had yeah just just a great t- time all around that said i i don't know if i necessarily need more of this it looked like they kind of set things up for maybe a season two yeah um I, I as as much as I had fun watching this, I don't know if this was like spectacular must watch stuff. It was you know it it, it was good. It was a good t- time, and I'm glad I watched it. But maybe that's about it. <laughs> I, I dug it. I check out a season two. I'm also curious because this was uh, created by somebody named Sanjay Ghosh, I believe, mm-hmm. who did like. It's like a Sanjay Ghosh production, written and directed Sujoy by Sanjay Ghosh. Ghosh, yeah. Sujoy Ghosh. Okay, sorry. So I'm curious who they are and what else they've worked yeah. on. It seemed like they had a very specific, uh, kind of altruistic uh, perspective. Like this was like a very specific personal creation for them, and I dug the style of it a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at his Wikipedia page, and of course, it's all stuff that I don't know because it's all Indian yeah. stuff. Um, yeah, 2009 is when he made type, or I mean, uh, 2019, sorry, uh, is when he made typewriter and yeah, he was the director, producer and screenwriter mm-hmm. of this show. So 
There you go. Good stuff. That's one thing we might have to explore more in 2021. More yeah. Indian film. Stuff like that. Who knows? Um, Let's see. Yeah, I don't think there's anything else that I really want to add to the plot synopsis. Mm -hmm. Good old Scooby-Doo vibes. Yeah, stuff they do like have that, a dog. So. Yes. <laughs> they, yeah, they have a yellow lab named Buddy, who's important. very good. Um, yeah, well, let's let's get on to housekeeping, uh, mm -hmm. and then we will get into our spoiler section after that. Uh, so if you guys did not know, we have multiple podcasts here at The Whatnots. Uh, you guys can find out more information on our website, thewhatnots.com, uh, as well as your your favorite podcast. <laughs> podcasting platform of choice just type in the whatnots and all of our shows will pop up right there uh if you like what we do patreon.com slash the whatnots is where you can support us for as little as a dollar a month uh we have a three dollar tier on there with all all kinds of exclusive content uh, that you guys can can get uh and i do have to say this is not one of the exclusive things but uh just this week uh, on the Captain's Log, which yeah. is one of our other podcasts, we did our Halloween special, uh, which is our tradition of taking old stories that we've talked about on the Captain's Log and turning them into horror stories. Uh, this is just <laughs> things we've shared from our yeah. life and weird things that we've had happen or we thought about or stuff we made up. And yeah, it it's a good time, so... Mm, it was really fun. Indeed. Uh, you guys should go check that out because I think that was a good one. Uh, and yeah, we yeah, and we were like costumes. in costume and yeah. we had like spooky lights on. It, it go look great. up the video on YouTube specifically. It was great. Um, but yeah, last but not least, big shout out to our Patreon supporters at the $5 tier. So thank you so much, Sam, for helping us out. Thanks, Sam. Uh, we appreciate it a lot. Um, okay. House has been kept. Let's get on to spoilers. Spoiler graphic. There we go. Mm -hmm. um, I I would like to start out with the the actual like first scene of this yeah. show. Yeah. Um, because that was the thing. Like going into this, I had a little bit of expectation based on the trailer, but I really didn't know what to expect. At the, mm -hmm. end of the dead, at the end of the day. And, man, that first scene <laughs> is genuinely scary. Yeah. I, I was freaked out. I was just like, oh, no, thank you. I am done. House, <laughs> bur burn the whole thing. I am not living in that house. Never would. And I, I was then going into the rest of that show expecting that to be the tone of the show. And then it immediately switches to these young kids and they're getting up, you know, they're in uh, hijinks and they're on this like boat that they're not supposed to be on. And the guy <laughs> comes back and he's like, why are you on my boat? Um, yeah, yeah, you think the kids just have like a cool clubhouse and then this guy, he has like a one fake leg, you're, you're he hobbles up and he's. So yeah, get off of my boat. And they're <laughs> they love that these kids are like, let's hang out in a stranger's boat and that'll be our clubhouse. Yeah. We're not going to hang out at any of care. our own very nice houses. Yeah. Uh, so it's just, it's it's a 
interesting start but that that first scene oh man it's so yeah the, the, the first scene starts out with the author of the the book the ghost of sultan mm-hmm. poor and he's writing the book when his mm. daughter comes in his, and, his and granddaughter like, uh yeah uh and 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 she, 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 she's just like I can't sleep. I think there's a ghost in my room or something. Like I can hear it crying, all that stuff. And there, he's just like, ah, oh, you just looked. There's no ghost there. But okay, well, we'll we'll put you, you know, back to bed. And he has this whole song and dance thing, which is really cute. Of like, first we t- turn on the light, then we check behind the door, you know. Yeah. And, uh, it's 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 really sweet. And he puts her to bed and tucks her in and is about to leave the room when she says, again, I can hear the ghost. It's underneath my bed. And he's just like, we we just checked. There's nothing here. I don't know what you can be hearing. But he's like, fine, I will check once more. And so he gets down on his knees and he looks underneath the bed and the camera pans down and you can see his granddaughter underneath the bed being like she's on top of my bed i can hear her and then he's he's just like what the and he looks at <laughs> on he looks on 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 top of the bed and now the granddaughter that's on top of the bed is heading upright totally like normal just straight faced and just reaches out her her arm and I I was just like nope no thank you I don't like this <laughs> <laughs> I think all the horror in this show is fairly conventional but it's very well executed yeah yeah like they they don't do much Mm. they're like i i don't even really want to say there's jump scares there's a couple things that could be considered that yeah but it it, like yeah they're like it, it just things appear at the right moments and uh it just the the i think horrific situation of seeing what this ghost powers are yeah. and what they can do is k- k- kind of uh scary to see yeah and the so. ghost has like a very small specific clearly laid out power set and yes. like it's the horror in the show is the same type of horror over and over again but you don't get tired of it and i think that's also good for like you know, this is a show starring some young people. If you were showing this to a younger person, maybe like a, an 11-year-old, I think that would help them take it. Like, oh, okay, that thing kind of scared me, but I get it. I'm not going to see anything different. Like, they're not going to try and scare me with a new different thing. I just have to get used to seeing that thing like five more times, which is that this ghost yeah. like reaches out its hand and like turns its hand into a fist and then the person they're facing off against like they start bleeding from their eyes and from their mouth and they collapse and they have a heart attack yeah. and then later one of them gets an autopsy and the doctor pulls out the heart and he's like the heart is entirely dry there's not a drop of liquid left in it yeah um uh, and so yeah like it's it's gruesome and scary to, mm. to see in those scenes but then yeah. it's 
usually immediately followed up by some comedic moment yeah. or something. So like there, there, it, it's not this like nonstop scary, 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 scary hell, hell. hell you know, it, yeah. like it's just it's like scary joke, like lighthearted dog. Yeah. You know, <laughs> sweet family moment. Yeah. yeah, and like it's bloody. You know, we mentioned the blood, but it never gets gory. You know, I, I don't know if I'd really call it very gruesome. Um, yeah, yeah. And then, like, it's startling, but it's not jump scares. Like, I think it's it's satisfying as horror content for an adult, but I feel like it is something you could show to, like, a preteen, and it's, like, a really good horror beginner level for them. Yeah, yeah, indeed. It's, it's I, I keep mentioning Scooby-Doo, but it's like, yeah. what if Scooby-Doo was a little bit more grown up and yeah. had, had some actual scary stuff in there? Yeah, so. the first episode is called Four Kids and a Dog. So I think the creator knew exactly <laughs> what he was dealing with. And like that was probably one of the inspirations. Yeah. Um, so let's let's continue on the path with this ghost here. Um, so most of the story takes place in modern day times, mm. but kind of the whole thing that they are investigating is what is happening in this ha- house, what happened to the author, and now what is this ghost up to? Like, why yeah. is there this ghost here? In the midst of all of that, we get these like flashbacks to the 1950s in India. And it looks it looked like there was this healer um, who who yeah. had some kind of magical power, some kind of divine power um, to uh, help. Or just they they don't really define her powers as much. They say it can be yeah. used for good or evil. Um, yeah. So my guess was we don't is that she can. Uh, mercifully kill people. We see the power used later to maliciously kill people, but like, she can heal people's pain. I think. And yeah, in, yeah. In sense, like in yeah, this case, she's taken to see a very him, yeah. sick old man, and he's like, "I, uh, I would, I want to end this. Please, I trust you. I know you will do this kindly. Please yeah. end my life here now before my sons mess with my will." You know, I want my will exactly as it stands now. I know if I get older and sicker, they they might push me to change it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she she's doing that, and uh, she she heals this g- 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 guy, and like like you said, he doesn't want his sons to mess with the will. Mm-hmm. But the day or so after she heals him, the, the sons come knocking, and they're just like, "What the hell." Dude, like he left everything to you, someone who's not no. He a left everything to the family. the daughter. The two sons wanted well, everything divided between the two of them. He wanted to leave everything to the daughter, but he was yeah. thinking that the sons were going to change it so that they would get the in yeah in, yeah heritage. And then after she he he healed him, they came to the healer saying he changed his well. He left everything to you. Oh, I don't remember that. Okay. Yeah. And then she, 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 he was like, I don't understand. That shouldn't happen. He left everything to the daughter. And they were like, what? So we were never going to get this stuff anyways? <laughs> like, yeah. And so they're, they're, that whole family is ups, upset. And they have this mm. like, like vendetta against this woman. 
uh, and they start messing with her son, and yeah. she does not take kindly to that, and they end up burning her house and stuff like that, and she just decides to fight back and is 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 like, hey, like this is it. I'm giving my son my power so he can g- grow up and rule the world is what she said. She's like, go yeah. rule the world. Like, you can do it, you know. Because <laughs> um, she's always been this very trusting, benevolent, merciful woman. She's right, like, the powers yeah. are to be used for good. You know, I want you to be a charitable, selfless person. But then as soon as the community turns on her, she goes to her son. She's like, I always believed that good would win out. And it looks like it doesn't. So if you want to get anywhere in the world, I want you to survive. I want you to thrive. I want you to have a good life. If you have to be evil to do it, then go do it. Here are all my powers. Use them how you want. Yeah. Which he kind of doesn't, though. Like, he he doesn't necessarily become a bad man until the end is, mm-hmm. is kind of what I got. Like, so they, they go to investigate this kid that now has the powers who's now g- grown up. Yeah. So there's a um, flashback in the 50s and then a flashback in the 80s, I think. Right. Yeah. Uh, and... He, he has friends at his house that we learn are ghosts. Yeah. Um, and it seems like these are missing people. But it's unclear if he was the one that abducted them or if he, like, killed them himself or, it, it, you know, if these people died on their own somehow. It, it's, yeah, it's a there are dead there. There are dead bodies in his basement. So this... Uh, there's this policewoman who comes to his house because mm-hmm. she's seen him. It's just like, oh, that's the guy. Like, that's this murderer we've been looking for. So he's got to have killed at least okay. a, well, a then, couple yeah. people. So she goes into his house and we have corrected. seen him before, like sitting around talking to all these people. And then she comes in the house and he's like, this is my family. And she's like, sir, there's nobody here. Yeah. <laughs> and um, then later they find all these like fairly freshly dead bodies in his basement. So he probably killed them or, you know, yeah, I think most of them had like the blood on their faces. So it was probably his own doing that killed them. Yeah. So he has all of them, but he's just like hanging out, playing chess. Like he's kind of minding his own business besides murdering people and stuff. Right. Yeah. Like he's it's, he's he doesn't have a, like a vendetta against certain people or stuff like that. He's he's just like I'm gonna kill some people so I can have some friends. Yeah, some he doesn't seem to pals. have. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, a a bad guy on a very small personal level. Instead of being like I am going to take over the town. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, long story short, he ends up being arrested. He doesn't like that. He tries killing people, all that stuff. They are about to kill him. They they did, they did kill him, right? And then they take him to the, uh, author's house because he's fascinated with his story. No, he, uh, um, they have him in jail and the author kind of gets word of his story and he's like i can use that for inspiration for my story so he goes to interview him and that's how he starts his story Mm -hmm. um but then he dies right then the the dude yeah that dies yeah so the so the author madav matthews is talking to the fakir um i forget his real name but he's they call him the fakir which i think means like 
uh, orphan or bastard. It's some sort of insult. Okay. And like the the guys in the town who like thought that his mom uh, killed their dad and like rewrote the will, they like brand that on his arm. So it's like the name he goes by for the rest of his life. He's in gotcha. jail. Madhav Matthews is talking to him, kind of giving a, an interview. Like, I'm going to write your story. I'm going to adapt it into my next big ghost story novel. And the Fakir's talking about how I can show you how my powers work. You have to bring a child in here. So that's when Madhav Matthews is like, okay, I've got this granddaughter. I seemingly don't care what happens to her. You just told me we need a child around to see your powers, and I want to see those powers. So he tries to bring Jenny to the jail. Her mom won't allow it. Um, the fakir is executed, and then Madhav Matthews arranges for the body to be brought to his house because the fakir told him, after three days, a spirit will try to return to its body. So keep my body at your house. My spirit will go back there. And then my spirit can, like, pass its powers on to your granddaughter, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or yeah, something like that. Uh, the dude ends up coming back t- to life, and they kill him again with the mm. typewriter. And yeah. Th- there's also some mention in there of, like, hey, he, a spirit can get tr- trapped in something. And so that's what happens to to him. His spirit yeah. gets trapped inside this type writer. He um, also um, carved a small version of himself out of wood. There's this really interesting scene where Madhav Matthews is interviewing him in the jail, and he's in the the he had arranged for per his request the fakir to have this like block of wood, and you know he's got his handcuffs, you know his hands cuffed behind his back, and he's slowly just with like his own fingernails this is apparently a very soft wood he's whittling away this block of wood into like the rough shape of himself and this is also like uh, a a form that is it's like a horcrux like part of his spirits in there yeah yeah i I think that's what he was planning on yeah it's like putting his spirit in that thing just in case and that could stick around somehow yeah yeah because he wasn't planning on being entombed in a typewriter for several decades right yeah <laughs> um so that's how the typewriter gets to be haunted and this this mm. new family that happens to be the granddaughter grown yeah, up so move into the house and they discover this typewriter and that's when things start yeah. going strange so mm-hmm. interesting stuff there yeah and we also see uh before the fakir is taken in before he's arrested like, he's got a wife and a son, and they try and use the son to, like, lure him out. Like, he's holed up in this house, and, like, the police give his son a megaphone, and he's like, Daddy, Daddy, I miss you. Can you can you come outside and do talk to these men? And so we, it's set up that he has a son who then turns out to be the, the villain of the whole piece, trying yeah. to, like, resurrect his dad. And, like, he knows he has to sacrifice himself to like bring his dad back to life and he does he's like hey it's me uh your willing son here's my soul and spirit i'm dead now there you go dad have fun uh walking around on earth again yeah um so so yeah there's some some interesting stuff there good haunting scary stuff Mm. um i yeah i yeah like i i i like what they did with these scary moments from the murders that happen there because they, they are scary to watch especially like the I, 
what got me too is the like maids reaction. Yes. Where she sees she, she sees Jenny go upstairs mm. and then she sees Jenny downstairs again. She's just like what the hell you were just upstairs and she's not having none yeah, of it. She's like, she's this just is like, the devil's work. Yeah. Um and she's the first one that gets murdered and all of that stuff. But good good stuff for the horror aspects of the yeah. show. Yeah. And the um the ghost appearing as Jenny's double like Every time you'd think, okay, I think this one's the real Jenny, it is not. (laughs) Like, it doesn't do it much. It uses it just sparingly enough that you never totally get a grasp on, like, how the the ghost Jenny's behavior really differs from original Jenny. Because you don't know either of them super well. So that's a a neat surprise they're able to pull on you a couple times. Yeah, that, that, that was good. Uh, but I want to talk more about the kids and k- k- kind of the comedic aspect of, yeah. of this show, too. Because, uh, yeah, again, I was not expecting this to be as funny as it was. <laughs> yes. I, I think the, the first moment that I truly laughed out loud <laughs> with this show um, was was after the maid dies, her body's mm-hmm. in the morgue. And the two police officers go to, like, get the autopsy report and stuff. And they get there, and the receptionist is, is, is like, hey, so the doctor we have, he's brand new. He's only been here a week, but he's hard of hearing. Just mm. FYI. And they're just like, uh, okay, okay, that's strange. And there's a couple jokes in there about him being hard of he- he- <laughs> hearing. And then they go back in the uh, room to look at the body and they say something and he just completely doesn't yeah hear it and so one of the cops leans to the uh, 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 other one and says i don't think he heard us at all that time (laughs) and the the doctor goes who didn't hear us (laughs) and and well that's not the funny thing but in in the panic that he's like oh shit the doctor actually did he yeah, hear that he's like uh it, it was maria maria didn't hear us maria's the the dead body and so the doctor just looks at him and goes she's dead you fool like she can't hear us you idiot like what is it's just it's just like yeah it just gets real goofy for a couple minutes in the middle of this police procedural yeah. <laughs> it was so dumb my, and i loved it it was great my favorite joke is in the last episode also with those two police officers where they've got the little like wooden statue of the fakir and it's yeah. sitting on like ravi anand's desk and his partner selwyn is like it's a doll and ravi's like oh thanks man i thought it was just a very tiny human <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was good but i think the best J- j- joke is just there to like re- reference joke we mentioned it at at, at the start <laughs> yeah. um, about the movie that they re- reference so we mentioned the bad guy the the, yeah. the son of the fuck here and he has uh murdered the math teacher at the school or like the substitute math t- teacher or something and yeah. he is now like trying to be that person he's not who he says he is 
Um, mm. and so he's teaching math, and he draws this infinity symbol on the board and goes, okay, today we are talking about the concept of infinity. Who knows something about infinity? <laughs> and a bunch of the kids raise their, their arms, and they're like, oh, me, 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 pick me. He's like, all right, you. He's like, Avengers Infinity War is <laughs> the <laughs> only thing stones. that they know. Yeah. And he's like, no, we're, we're not talking about like, the Avengers. <laughs> something yeah they're like, and they're like yeah the infinity stones <laughs> and he's like okay no more adventures is anybody of anything else and one girl stands up and says buzz Lightyear to infinity and beyond <laughs> yeah <laughs> great scene it, like it mm-hmm. just uh, they have these genuinely funny moments that are more of these this this just like face palm moments yeah. yes. just like ah uh, of course, it's a bunch of kids. Of course, they like <laughs> Avengers. Like, <laughs> I think one of the strongest sequences in the series is Operation School Bell, which yes, is when the okay, most so this Disney Channel this movie <laughs> got. It's great. So there's so Maria, who was the uh, maid that was hired to take care of Bardes Villa, this haunted house. She has died. the The fakir ghost killed her. And the kids have heard about this death in their community. They're like, oh boy, this is our chance to see a ghost. They don't know this lady. They're kind of sad she died, but they're mostly like, ghost opportunity, here we go. And they want to go to the woman's funeral to see if the, go- if the spirit will try and re-enter her body. Because that's what the fakir told Madev Matthews. He put it it's in the book. They all know days. the book. They're yeah. Like, yeah. So. so they're like, oh, her funeral is at three o'clock School doesn't let out until 3.30. How are we going to get out of this? We can't all four of us, get, you know, wrangle fake permission slips from our parents to leave for the dentist or something. They're not going to let all four of yeah. us out. So their plan is to set the clock back so that the guy who's in charge of turning on the school bell to ring to say it's the end of the day, he sets it off early. Yeah. So it was this whole scheme. We're like, okay, so this guy he loves his shoes. He's got brand new sneakers. We saw this. And he hangs out in like this little you you know utility shed that's got the control for the bells. And when he hangs out there, he takes his shoes off when he's not actually walking around. So we're gonna send our dog. The dog's gonna pick up the shoe, run away with him. That guy's gonna chase after the dog. We're gonna sneak it. The two of you are gonna fight. The teacher's gonna send you out of the classroom to the principal's office. Don't go to the principal's office. Go to the utility shed we have to change the clock they're too short to change the clocks they have to, like, wild stuff to like a yardstick to like move the and the magnet over. yeah god it's and then wild. there's the scene where like they need to stall like the guy got his shoe back from the dog too soon so they send <laughs> uh gabool out there to like talk to the guy like hey Tell me about your shoe. And the guy's like a huge sneakerhead, and he's like, well. So I didn't know if I was going to be a fan of this style, but it was a really hot drop, so I picked it up. And, you know, it's got this interesting foam on the sole of it. And he just taught – it's like this adult man talking like a 10-year-old boy very sincerely. Yeah, Yeah. he's like going into real detail about his Nikes. Yeah. And then when the scheme is over, Gabul's just like, cool, thanks. I go back to class and like just turns and runs. And the dude's like, all right, cool. We'll continue this next Yeah, I'll tell you more later. Yeah. And the whole thing ends with like the kids like walking out of school half an hour early after the bell rang and they're all, it's kind of in slow motion. There's like cool music playing and they like, they all high five each other. 
Yeah, I, it was it was it was just the most Disney Channel Scooby Doo <laughs> thing you 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 could do, and it was it's great. It's delightful. It's like a miniature heist movie in the middle of this. Like it is well it really executed is. as that type of a story. It's just all kids trying to get out of school thirty minutes early. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to go to a funeral <laughs> the to funny see thing. if a ghost appears. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. So let's let's mm-hmm. talk more about these kids. Um, yeah. Let's see their names because they they all have nicknames. It's the, um, uh, well, I think sometimes they're called by their last names and sometimes they're called by their first names. So it's Sam. She's Sam's the main girl. Nick is Jenny's son. Um, Gabul, I think, is like the Gablu. Gablu. Okay, he's got like the curly hair, and then Bunty is like the one with glasses. Yeah, he's he's the nerd. Yeah, of the yeah, guru. and they're kind of like archetypal. Like you know, we've got the nerdier one, we've got the kind of a chubbier, sillier one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he like so I I I think my favorite was Gublu, uh, mm-hmm. just because he he is like of the they like the kids themselves are, are kind of the comedic relief of the show. Yeah, but. Even within that group, they're not all funny. It's mainly Gabalu, yeah. who's who's the the goofball, and uh, he has the the in the opening scenes. He when they are meeting the new family, uh, yeah. he sees the daughter of the new family. Mm-hmm. He's I, I I don't know exactly how old he. I think the kids is, are ten, but... and the older sister Anya is maybe like fourteen. Yeah, she's a few years old. Yeah, older, but enough to be like a like a foot and a half taller. Yes, she's right? so tall. And, and and he sees her, and it's just like those cheesy movie moments where he's just like, "Whoa, she's so pretty," and he's just like <laughs> hyper focused on yes. on her, and was like, "I will do anything for you." Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so like he he has. That that stuff, he has a moment where, uh, like, he doesn't want to sing. He's like, I hate singing, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, we got some of the o- 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 older students to play instruments with us. And it's it's that g- 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 girl that he likes. And he's just like, I love singing. <laughs> I, I want to sing. Great song choice. I love that. <laughs> and again, like, a lot of this comedic stuff, like the horror, is, like, fairly standard like it's types of things you've seen before but it's just all executed very well the kids are all wonderful performers this show is a Mm -hmm. terrific cast it's like timed very well kids right Mm -hmm. they 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 don't feel like they're trying to be serious actors like they they feel like genuine kids they do a good thing Mm -hmm. um what did you think of Sam, because she's k- 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 kind of the main character. She's our Nancy Drew, so to speak. <laughs> she is. I liked how clear and specific her motive is, which is that her mom died when she was a little baby. She barely remembers her. And she, she believes if ghosts are real, I can talk to my mom. This is why she wants to find a ghost. She figures all ghosts know each other. So she mm-hmm. can go to the ghost of Maria, this old maid in her community, and be like, do you know mom? You talk to mom for me? <laughs> and her dad, who's this police officer we've mentioned, like, doesn't get it, doesn't like that, you know, she's up to all this ghost nonsense, which a lot of it involves, like, skipping school, 
hiding out on a stranger's boat. Like they she is called bunting, right? Or booking? Bunking. It's like, yeah, you bunked school today. You, yeah. You need to go to class. That was an interesting t- term. I was like, why did they keep c- calling it bunking? I've yeah. never heard that. So. Yeah. <laughs> There's some interesting different cultural phrases in the show that were, that were neat to hear. Uh, but yeah, he doesn't like that his daughter does this. But she's talking to him. She's explaining. She's obsessed with this guy named Dr. Spirit, who's this like medium sort of guy who like does talk show circuits. He's going to do like a a performance at their local carnival. We've brought in Dr. Spirit. He will talk to the audience. He will tell you the secrets of ghosts. Like she's mm-hmm. obsessed with this guy and she's trying to explain him to her dad. And like you see it click with the dad. And then the next scene you see him like driving around with his partner and he's like, I figured out why Sam's so into ghosts. She thinks ghosts are going to lead her to her mom. And I really appreciated that they got that out of the way in like the first half hour of the show. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like he doesn't like what his daughter does, but he comes to understand it pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, He, he, the dad, the cop also had a good like introduction in the show. Yeah. Because the kids are spying on this new family from up on this ridge, and they hear a car coming. They're just like, oh no, run, you know? And so they start <laughs> to run, and this cop gets out, and you don't know that he's related to them yet. And he's like, stop, stop, or I'll shoot. And at first, yeah. I was just like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, and, this is and intense. And they all freeze. And they're just like, oh, no, like we're busted. And they turn around and he has this interaction with them. And yeah, it just like soon after Sam was like, but we didn't mean anything by this dad. And you're like, oh, OK, <laughs> yeah. I see what's happening here. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's good. And then when he introduces his his kid and her friends to the new family, he's like, don't be like don't like watch out for them they're hardened criminals <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah sam has been so gung-ho in her pursuit of ghost adventures that like no adults trust her like she has yeah. such a strong reputation by the beginning of the series where her dad's like she's jokingly he's like she's a hardened criminal but like they skip school and like the the priest who's in charge of their school so mad at them like the other kids <laughs> parents you could tell like don't like them hanging out with sam like at the end when like uh god yeah. telling bunty's parents like don't send him away to boarding school. Like we'll be done with ghost adventures. Like let him stay at our school. They're like, okay, if you never skip school again and you stop being friends with Sam, no more friendship. Well, (laughs) we'll do what we have to do. Yeah. That, that was good. Um, yeah, good. Like good, good characters. I, I liked Sam. I liked Bunty. He is the one that I, I feel like we, despite Sam, like wanting to speak with her mom and like, re. Mm -hmm connect i think bunty was the one that i felt for the most i think specifically because of that like he's not necessarily the one being all gung-ho he's not necessarily the one that is like yeah let's go on all you know he's not the most excited Mm -hmm. but he's he's not he's he's also not dragged along like he wants to do this stuff he seems curious like academically curious about right yes yeah so he like he's he's there he wants to be there but yeah, it, it, just from a certain 
perspective, he does feel like he's kind of dragged into a lot of the stuff. Or maybe more than he would like, right? Like, he, he's, mm. like you said, he's curious, but doesn't want to go t- too far. And then he's always yeah. just like, Sam, dang it, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, they want to go on ghost adventures, but they have to do it Sam's way, which is, we're going to keep skipping school. <laughs> Yeah, skipping school and going in haunted mansions and, you, you, you know. Yeah, crashing uh, a funeral. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so I, I like, I, I, I kind of started to feel for, for him. Like, he's the one I felt the most sorry yeah. for. Of just like, oh, man, like, I, one day they should listen to you. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Bunty lead the team for a couple weeks, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. I, I yeah, I liked Gubblu. I think he was my favorite though. Uh, what did you think of Nick? Nick's just sort of it's sweet and normal. <laughs> yeah, he he to me he was c- c- kind of the inconsequential one. Well, he, he's there in cuz like he lives in the haunted house. Yeah. Yeah, um which which uh, yeah, you would think he would go from the like, well, I don't really want to do that. Like, it's my house. There's nothing there to being like, oh, my God, guys, there's something here. We need to go go now. But yeah, like I, I he just seemed mostly inconsequential. Like he was really only there to be the in of like, ah, now we know someone on the inside. Right? <laughs> He's um, nice, though. I I think the most inconsequential character was Peter, Jenny's husband, because he has the yeah. subplot that doesn't go anywhere. Okay, I so we're introduced to, like, there's this ghost that takes Jenny's form. And so you see Jenny, she's at home, she's calling Peter at his office, and then you, uh, like, the secretary intercoms into the office saying, hey, he, your wife is here to see you, and we're like, oh, no, he's going to have to talk to, like, demon ghost jenny who might try and kill him yeah or maybe that's the regular one and the demon one called yeah, her who the knows demon yeah. on the phone but he, he walks out there and it's just this other woman we haven't seen before and it turns out like the reason why they moved is that he got into like bad business dealings back in mumbai and he kind of he, like he has a legitimate new job in goa the town his where they live now but startup seems like also failed he was, is what yeah, happened yeah yeah, yeah, and he had this woman like invest all of her husband's money into his company, and then it, you know, it, it didn't work, and the woman's like trying to get all of this money back for her husband, and they're referring to it in a a term I didn't recognize, so I don't know how much money it is, but it's a large enough amount that he's like, "How am I supposed to get that for lot, you? What yeah. you want interest? How am I going to do that?" And like he slept with this woman, and this woman's like holding that over him, like. You know, I need all this money or I'm going to tell your wife that you slept with me. And at the end of the series, he's going on a business trip that I thought was going to connect back to that plot. But no, it seems like it legitimately was a business trip and it was just a reason to get him out of the house. You know, like they also said, like the daughter is also going on a school trip. Like those don't mean anything. It's just a way to narrow down the amount of characters that are going to be in the mansion for this ghost climax of the story. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it didn't... I, I thought... I, the, you know, had... No, I was just saying, like, it seemed like that story was going to go somewhere, even if it was just going to go to... Jenny finds out, she's mad at him, she leaves him to date Ravi. 
you know, because it seemed like those two were starting to have a thing going on. Yeah. Sam and Nick did develop kind of the sweet, like, sibling-like relationship with each other. But no, <laughs> none of that ended up happening. Yeah, I thought he was a good actor. Like, I yeah, liked him. Yeah. He was a likable and charming guy. Yes. But, yeah, like, it, 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 this woman showed up and was demanding money, and he's like, why are you demanding? Like, you know that the company failed and all of this stuff and it turns out she never told her husband so she's mm. trying to swindle him out of this yeah, m- yeah. M- money that he really doesn't need to pay back but he's also doesn't want to ruin his marriage by having this strangely hot woman being like <laughs> oh yeah your husband slept with me on this business trip mm. uh-huh. uh and she like yeah, it's just it's this weird plot that really doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. Like I if if we had to cut something out, I think just that Definitely. whole plot. Definitely. It like that whole character to be on like the the husband really yeah, doesn't just make need him to like, be there. Just make him busy with work. Like he's there but he's always at the sure. office. Yeah, like that that would be totally fine and uh, you, you know, I I I think we could c- 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 cut that out or like I was somehow expecting, like, maybe she is just tr- tr- trying to get him for the money that this book has made. Like, he married oh, yeah. into a rich family because yeah. of, of this book or something. But it, it it looks like the book is just this old book, you know, that no, didn't no, it really seems make like all the, that much No, it seems money. like the book did do fairly well. Like, most people have heard of this book. Like, yeah, it doesn't well, seem... And like, oh, also it, a local and like, thing, so... Well, I think it's. Oh, I think what it is is that Madhav Matthews is a well-regarded novelist in general, but this last book is kind of. A, it seems like people think it's kind of a weird one. They don't know if he really wrote it, and yeah, maybe that one is just a local curiosity. But they do talk about how, you know, the author was so powerful, like he was able to pull the strings to like get into the jail, mm-hmm. talk to the yeah. fakir, get him that block of wood that he wanted, and then sneak his body back out. Like he was a powerful man which may lead you know maybe tied in with his books were bestsellers and he does have all of this money yeah like i yeah i i i, I was expecting that money to somehow tie back into the ghost or like yeah. the family of the ghost like does mm. care does he secretly have a sister that we didn't know about that ah. was like because i i don't think we didn't really see the father right like maybe she like somehow she's also related and is oh yeah i don't know um but yeah it just it went nowhere yeah and like a lot of the other storylines are pretty connected like we talked about how the kids were hiding out on this guy's boat using it as their clubhouse that guy used to work at bardez villa like he saw some of the stuff that yeah matthews was up to with the fakir um there's a scene where the bar yeah yeah there yeah yeah like there's a lot of the the minor characters and elements in play like get really wrapped up tightly with each other like the villain of the piece you know is the math teacher at the kids school like everything's so connected and then there's just this one lady who has nothing to do with anything yeah um so i yeah like i'm i'm wondering because it looks like the kind of set things up for a season two um, yeah, which I I don't know if that's going to happen yet because this came out in 2019. So 
it's still pretty new. Um, but again, they only did five episodes of this, so it's a short thing. They could do, you know, five more coming soon, but I guess with COVID, yeah. I'm wondering if that also pushed things back. Who knows? Um, Heck, maybe they'll they'll do it, but they'll wait a couple years. By the time it's, like, safe enough to film the whole thing again, maybe they'll be like, okay, we're just jumping forward in time in the story, and now all the kids maybe, are in yeah. high school. But, so, yeah, so the villain of the show is the son of the ghost the yeah here um which we don't find out which you suspect but you don't find out until the final scene yeah yeah um he i i I liked his scene where he was in the bar and killed the guy in the bathroom like he 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 had a strong introduction in that like yes. a lot of these characters have really strong introductions of like oh this horror scene right at the start wow that was scary these kids man they sure are like scooby-doo the c- 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 cop like oh he seems like a good cop like you know but he's also their father he's sweet he's funny you know like they, they have these good introductions and this math teacher who's not the math teacher has a good introduction like he's in yeah. this local bar he has this like very calculating attitude he seems mysterious like yeah like he it's like i i kind of liked him as yeah character uh but then by the end of it i was like oh he's just kind of crazy and you know fixated on getting his ghost dad (laughs) back i wish he was more math focused because that opening scene in the bar he's talking about the so he's like paid one of the people one of the movers that was like moving the family stuff into the mansion like he paid that guy to like okay i know there's this old typewriter in a box in the attic you need to get mm-hmm. it and like bring it to me sneak it out but then uh the daughter finds it and she's like oh cool an old typewriter mom can i, I keep it, yeah. it and her mom's like okay so like the guy wasn't able to get the typewriter out of the house so he goes so admit roy like corners him in the bathroom of this bar and he's like look i didn't get it for you well, sorry can i still get paid for the effort though and he's like no i'm not paying you and the guy's yeah. like well if you're not paying me then i'm going to tell the police that you were going to pay me to steal this typewriter and then a bit roy's this whole conversation with him about like the probability of things like okay i understand that there's a high probability that you would uh, encounter a police officer that you would tell them this that they would believe you that they would find me etc cetera, etc cetera. Yeah. but what if we change the probability what is the probability of you dying right now before you can tell anybody? And like they're in this bar bathroom and he's like run it. He's like turn the tap on. He's like got the faucet running while he's giving this talk to him. And then he like takes the guy and pushes him into the sink. His head cracks on the sink. And then he like slips on this puddle of water on the floor because the faucet's been running. Like that is a very cool sinister, but not excessively sinister scene. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, a, it a powerful really opening. Good. It's a good villain setup. Like I've said, like for a, a preteen audience just getting into horror storytelling. Mm-hmm. The weird thing about his character is how did he survive that fall? Holy moly. He yeah, fell like I... <laughs> he jumped off of a cliff to follow a burning car, which had the typewriter inside it. Yeah, he he was fallen for a good long t- t- time. This yeah. would have at least had to have been like, uh, like ten stories up. It's a it's a high cliff. It's a big one, yeah. And 
somehow he survived and that's at the end where he sacrifices himself it's unclear if he dies but he does sacrifice himself and is like here's my blood here's my soul you know all that stuff and it fixes the typewriter so the ghost is still there he's still around It'd be cool if the ghost possessed his body and we got a season two with that actor still in it. Because I did really like him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, the show is called The Typewriter. I guess it does say it needs a child to, like, do all that stuff. So I'm wondering if he's going to be like, it. he's he's a grown man, but he's he's still my child. Like, Yeah, keep in the magic rules here. Yeah, it's maybe it's still, child it's... just means less than forty. We don't know. Younger than you, maybe. We, yeah. <laughs> we've yet Spirit to find of the law, out. Not the letter of the law. Yeah, I think this is a show with a great cast, like really sincere characters that you care about. And one example I really want to highlight is in the flashback to the 1980s when the police capture the fakir. So there's this, you see him walking through the town and you see this woman like take notice of them. And then she like goes in this guy's house to borrow his phone and she calls the police station and you find out, oh, she's a, another police officer. This is like her day off. But she calls this mm-hmm. other officer and she's like, I just saw the fakir. I swear it's him. I'm like at the house down the road. She's like, I'm going to go watch the house to make sure he doesn't walk out of there or anything. And the other officer's like, no, like hold back. Like I'm going to be there as soon as I can. And like, they have this logistical, you know, like how are we going to corner him kind of conversation. And then at the end, one of them says, okay, I love you. (laughs) Like hangs up. Like these two have been a couple. And then the Fakir kills her when she tries to like talk him down. And there's this great shot at the end of that scene where it's her body like in the back of the police car and then her her partner, this other officer who lived through the ordeal is just sitting there staring at her body and it's kind of yeah. a low angle and you can see a lot of like the trees through the windows of the car and it's just like this moment of solitude that sort of hangs there. It's a beautiful shot and it's these characters you knew so briefly but like you became attached to. Yeah, you're just like, oh no. Like what a great- It was real. It was real love. What a- what a small but very important ingredient to throw in there. Like, okay, these two police officers are going to call each other. One of them just says, I love you at the end of the conversation. And that adds so much to the story. It does, yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I, mm. Yeah, there's it's a great cast. Uh, I, I never felt like it was too much. Like, there, there is a whole, like, adult cast and the younger mm-hmm. kids. Um I with only five episodes, you would think that you wouldn't get to know them all. Uh, which, yeah, like you said, like they're they just had like each character has some scene or some moment. Yeah, it's, it's just like oh, this is really endearing, and yeah, it is. I don't feel like you leave the show being like oh, well, I didn't know who this character really was. Like, yeah. even the father of the, the family that were, like, his whole character can basically be cut out. Like, again, he's still likable. Like, he, yeah. he's a charming guy. The, the scene where he's de- 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 dancing with his wife and he's, like, he's just like, I got moves. I got moves. Yeah. <laughs> just like, this is yeah, great. Like, even <laughs> I, if I like he him. is this guy who, like, maybe had bad business dealings and he did cheat on his wife and, like, he's, he's kind of a good dad. 
like he doesn't always believe her when she's talking about these things. He's yeah. a little condescending sometimes, but there's other times where he's like when he's on the business trip and she mentions, you know, just kind of in vague terms, like, oh, I'm just kind of worried about some stuff happening. He's like, do you want me to come home? Like he's, yeah. oh, like he has these bad things that he's done, but it doesn't seem like the show is vilifying him entirely. Right. He does have these good moments. We never get to see much of that older daughter because she's like not in the same class as the other kids. Like there's all these adults and those group of kids and she's kind of in the middle and has like very little else to interact with. But she's mm -hmm. apparently got this boyfriend back in the town they moved from. And this isn't a storyline that goes anywhere, but it doesn't right, need yeah. to be. You just see her like texting with this boy and he's like, I wish you could come visit. And she's like, I wish you could come visit. Yeah. Yeah. So they, yeah, they just, they each have these moments and I think it really helps the show stick the landing right yeah. I, I think if if it if it didn't have these likable characters and stuff it would just kind of be like okay i guess it was a ghost story <laughs> uh it was funny i guess but right yeah it's just like oh it was it was scary at times it was funny there were some good characters we liked yeah. them all buddy it was, was great what a yeah good it was boy. very good dog. sweet right yeah and it was very charming I also want to talk about the visual style of the show because sure. this is a very good looking show as well. Like Eat. the camera uses a lot of these wider angles where you get a lot of the background in it. And like, you know, there's beautiful buildings like the mansion is beautiful, but also like the mm -hmm. the schoolroom has a lot of character in it. Like the police station has a lot of character in it. They're just like very well designed lighting. settings. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like it. So it, it looks very cinematic. Like it has that it does production look to it, where like, uh, you, you know, things are shot at the golden hour, and it has that real yeah. like dreamlike quality to it. Um, but colors I, so I, are I, very lush. Yeah, but I I don't know because it the Wikipedia page is saying this is a web television series. But it's also <laughs> saying that it premiered on Netflix. Maybe um, it was based on like web shorts or something. It could be because that that I've I've seen Netflix do stuff like that before. Because I, I I it's it's hard to tell these days when something is truly a Netflix original and it's not something that Netflix bought the rights to and then just slapped yeah. on the Netflix original sticker, mm -hmm. right? Um. But I, I do tend to watch a good amount of, like, foreign content on Netflix, especially mm -hmm. crime shows. And they've done that before, where it's like, this is a Korean show. It, 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 it aired on Korean television, but Netflix is picking up, like, the international yeah. rights there and dis distributing it that way. Uh, and then I've seen them like buy the rights to something and then just do their own version of that. So I, yeah, I, I, I don't know if this premiered, but like with for a web television series, if that's the case where it premiered online somewhere and was just like watch it on YouTube or you, you know so, so, mm. something. This is this looked great. Yeah. I, but I, it may have also just, you know, been a Netflix original. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it seems like it's got a decent budget behind it. Like I said, like yeah. every setting looks, or at least it's shot very nice. 
oh, the flashbacks were like they go back to the 1950s, especially everything's very, you know, it's a, and they're like simpler buildings. It seems like that's a community that didn't have very much money and it's from so yeah. long ago, like things are just, you know, you don't have the big fancy mansion or anything. Like it, it still looks beautiful. Like I loved the way it was shot and like getting to soak in like the Indian landscape and what yeah. the buildings look like. Yeah. Um, I was just about to say something that was piggybacking off of that. Now I completely forgot what it was. I like the I like the shots too. Like like I said, there's a lot of wider shots. There's a lot of lower angle shots, like kind of from the perspective of the typewriter almost. It's good. Yeah, yeah, that that would make yeah that makes sense. Oh, I was about to talk about the special effects because you mentioned the budget. There really mm-hmm. isn't many special effects. I, I no. think that's partly why it looked so good like there is no ghostly effect you, you know there's no transparency there's no one really flying i think the one scene uh that kind of really used that is when uh the teacher jumped off of the cliff like yeah kind of tell it was like okay that you know didn't look great but my my it, favorite it special worked. effects shot is at the end where you see Jenny take the Fakir doll and she's burning it in this like little fire in her yard. Tin, yeah. Yeah, and like yeah, and she throws the Fakir doll in and then it has like a little skeleton inside and there's this like you know, six inch high flaming skeleton that runs out of the fire. And she's and just tries like, to attack her. It. And she's like stomps on it. And then she says what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's it's that and the scene where he jumped off the cliff. Yeah. That's basically it. There's no, mm. like, magical things. Effects. Yeah. yeah. Some, but, like, that's it. So I, I feel like they could really spend their budget on, like, after the, the post-production and just making these shots just look beautiful. Yeah. So, good stuff. Mm-hmm. Good stuff indeed. Uh, do you have anything else you wanted to mention with this? I think I'm about typewritered out. Yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was really charming. Delightful. And yeah, and I like like we've been saying. I think it is a great all the uh, most ages type of program because like it's mostly about these ten year old kids, but like. As adults, we didn't like. I never felt like I was watching a kiddie show that just had adult scenes in it. Sometimes yeah. there were. But I also some looked at it and like, yeah, there were a few kind of adult themes. Yeah, like when that woman shows up to talk about how her and the dad had an affair. Like, yeah. I feel like that moved it the whole show up like two or three years in a, a child's age where you could show it to them. And, and the yeah. scary scenes where it was yeah, just like this, but, some children probably not. But like I look back to myself at like 11 or 12 and I think this would have been great for me. Yeah. Yeah. So good stuff. Good mm-hmm. stuff. Let's move on to recommendations. Yeah. Melissa. What would you recommend to people that liked this? Uh, it's tonally very different, but I thought I would talk about the other child-centric ghost story from an Indian director, The Sixth Sense. There you go. 
I watched it a couple months ago for the first time in years. It's still very good. The magic of the sixth sense does not wear off with time. Good stuff. Yeah, that's a good recommendation. Sixth sense. Been forever since I've seen that. Mm hmm. Um, let's see. When did when did we do it? We did on episode twenty five. We did Scooby Doo Mystery Incorporated. Of yes. course, we have to recommend some Scooby Doo. And um, I think this is uh the best of the Scooby Doo's. Yeah. So we c- covered season one of Scooby Doo Mystery Inc. Um. Yeah, and that was a fun t- 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 time. It's the same Scooby-Doo characters you know, but mm. it has a little bit more of a plot between yeah. the a- 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 episodes. Um, so it is kind of aged up a little bit in, in yeah. that sense. So that's k- kind of why I feel like yeah. this would be a good match with typewriter. Yeah, um, they've, the kids have a richer teen romance relationships with each other they've got richer relationships with like their parents there's this whole drama like the whole show takes place in one town and there's all these secrets behind the town and that a lot of their parents and a lot of like the local the public figures like the mayor and the sheriff and everybody are all wrapped up in yeah it is a Mm -hmm. very it's all the scooby-doo you know and love but it's more mature storytelling with higher stakes without it being edgy or anything like that yep indeed indeed uh i also want to recommend gotham academy ah. uh, which i know i've recommended a few times before <laughs> on a number of things many times yeah many time but it, it, it's a good book um, yeah go for it but yeah so gotham academy is basically harry potter set in gotham in the world of batman and stuff mm. like that. However, you really don't see Batman. Uh, I think Bruce Wayne makes a c- 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 couple cameos and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it's uh, this kind of private school, and these kids have uh, gotten accepted into the school, and they go there. And uh, some of the school t- 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 teachers are like vampires or stuff like that. So it's it's just nice. this like magical feeling with these kids kind of discovering it all and and it's yeah it's set in gotham and maps mizagoguchi is one of the characters in there she is new to the dc universe from this 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 book and she is great she's now one of my like all-time favorite characters she's wonderful um so go check that book out because that is like the right level of spooky stuff so Mm-hmm. Yo, you have anything else to recommend? Oh, uh, I guess Stranger you, Things, that's which what I, I compared the show to. Mention that. I think that's uh, like a close reference point for this in the tor- terms of the tone and the structure. If re- Stranger Things was instead of being a sci-fi story, it was about just one ghost, and it was set in contemporary India instead of 1980s American Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. You've kind of got typewriter. Good stuff. Good mm-hmm. stuff indeed. Uh yeah, so Melissa. Yes. Next week we yes. are going to be continuing our coverage of a comic called Irredeemable. 
Um, about a month ago, uh, we covered the first four volumes. Uh, we will now be covering the next three volumes this next week. Uh, vo- okay. Volume uh, five through seven. Okay, we broke it down four volumes, then three, then three. Yes, four, three, three okay. is what we're doing there. So uh, this is what we do at the end of every month. We like to cover a longer story that we cannot cover mm. in one week or just something that we want to, you know, do the entirety of instead of, mm. like, hey, we read the first volume or, or so, you know. Um, so, yeah, we are currently reading through a comic called Irredeemable. Uh Go check out our coverage of the first four volumes. It is pretty great. It's about a. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the. It's about the world's strongest superhero he- that one day goes bad, and the yeah. rest of his team has to figure out what happened, why it happened, how can we stop him. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a good book. So, that is what we will be doing for next week. That's volumes five through seven, five, six, and seven. Uh, mm-hmm. But Melissa, were yep. you ready to pitch the the stuff for the the week after that? Yeah, so for two weeks from now, which I forgot about until yesterday, <laughs> I forgot which one of us even picked typewriter in the first place. I mean, hey, if if you technically want to wait till next week, oh no, I've got them. Could I have them? I think it is nice to have the the two week lead time so you can pace yourself out. So I picked one thing to start with, and then I kind of developed a theme around it. Okay. So the story I started with, this is a manga that I saw on Comixology months ago. And I'm like, wow, this seems really strange and interesting. Let me write this down and we can get to it. And I forgot about it for months. And then yesterday I was like, oh, dang, I have to have pitches tomorrow. Oh, remember that? I'll pull that one out. You haven't done a, a manga in a while. So this is a manga. It is a Comixology Unlimited original. Well, it's a pre-existing manga in Japan, but Comixology has like the exclusive rights to the translation. This is a manga called The Drops of God. And Ah, it's all about wine. Wine tasting. Yeah, I've seen this one. And the description for this is, few comics have ever exhibited such sway over the economics of an industry as The Drops of God. The legendary wine comic that dictates wine market prices worldwide is now available in English for the first time. A wine critic and his adopted brother must compete against each other to determine who will inherit their father's estate. A wine collection featuring 13 heaven-blessed wines. Shizuku Kanzaki is the son of a recently deceased world-renowned wine critic named Yutaka Kanzaki. In order to take ownership of his father's legacy an extensive wine collection featuring some of the most rare labels of the last 30 years he must find 13 wines known as the 12 apostles oh that works and the heaven sent well, drops there, there of were god 12 apostles and then the and one then the betrayer god one. and then okay. the 13th okay wine. that adds up to 13 that his father described in his will so it's a wine treasure hunt Despite being an only child, Shizuku is not alone in this unique wine hunt. He has a competitor. Issei Tomine, a renowned young wine critic, was recently adopted into the Kanzaki family and is also vying for this most rare of prizes. Interesting. Yeah, I've I've seen this one in Comixology Unlimited. 
I've thought about pitching it, but in the idea of just like, we should do that someday. But then I like haven't thought about it more than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, like I said, I saw it ages ago, forgot about it. I think the premise okay. is really interesting. Uh, we in have previously on the show enjoyed Chowdown Champs, which is a shonen sports manga about competitive eating. And this wild. seems like the less cheesy, like kind of classier version of that, where it's just all about wine. And I read like the first 20 pages of it, and it is like real high end wine knowledge. And they're very poetic okay. in how they describe the wines. And I'm curious Notes to see of how this oak and lavender. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to learn about wine. So I, I'm pitching this and I don't okay. know anything about the comic or like where various story arcs break down, but I thought I would pitch the first four volumes. Sure. Okay. Seems about and right And then, so I had that and I thought, can I pick out a theme that goes around this? And then I saw something new on Netflix. I'm like, oh, I can tie those things together and then come up with a third thing. So the theme is characters with a very specific interest that they are in a competition about and then we can secondhand learn about this thing that they're interested in so let's secondhand learn about wine and now let's secondhand learn about chess yes, I with the so. new the net queen's gambit <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> we probably saw the same ad as we went to netflix to watch typewriter this week this they is a brand new show. Advertising this one, yeah. Yeah, I had not heard of it uh, until I logged on yesterday because it came out two days ago. It's a brand new Netflix limited series. This stars Anya Taylor-Joy, and she is this orphan in, I think, the 1950s or 60s, and she has this amazing talent for chess. She's a chess prodigy, and it seems like also maybe the homes she has been in have not treated her very well and they've she's hooked on sedatives like she's hooked on all these pills and like she started drinking already so she's mm -hmm. her private life is a mess and but she's out there trying to show the world that this teenage girl from nowhere can be an amazing chess champion and it's set against the cold war she's participating she's uh competing against all these russian chess champions yeah it just looks like a really pretty period piece <laughs> you know, yeah. just like fun settings to look at that you've never been in because nothing looks like that anymore. It looked like it was sort of dreamlike and how she like see she visualizes the chess around her. Maybe all these drugs she's on kind of like, hallucinate like she's just falling apart and trying to win at chess. Yeah, it looked and interesting. It, I've heard yeah. uh, one person i follow on twitter be like 10 out of 10 it was great uh but that's it that's all i've heard but yeah yeah they like this is been like so watch new. the queen's gambit netflix is just like it's here it's new it's now do it now go 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 <laughs> anya taylor joy you love her and like i've actually not seen her in anything like i know things that she is in but i have not watched them yet so this would mm -hmm. be my introduction to her okay yeah i think this is seven episodes stuff so we've got uh, a fascinating competition about wine one about chess I'm like what's another fancy rich person hobby that we can watch people compete in and like Capitalism. maybe secondhand pick up some knowledge about <laughs> and i thought about one of my favorite films christopher guest's best in show have you heard of this i have not heard of this 
this is uh, a movie about uh, a dog show, like one of okay. those dog breed competitions. Right, yeah. And Christopher Guest, he's one of the guys in Spinal Tap, and he's directed these series of films that are these mockumentaries where pretty much all the dialogue is improvised. This is a movie I love. I, I've struggled with whether or not it would be a good candidate for the show because we'd critique the writing, but here would be, it's mostly improvised, which feels like a different realm. Maybe yeah, something we, more difficult to critique. We haven't really dived into documentaries because that it's just it's a little yeah. bit harder to cover or critique, I feel like. Yeah, the closest we've like come is when we read the nonfiction comic Hip Hop Family Tree, which is just a comic version of the history of hip hop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, this is a very, very funny movie. You just watch these different people from all these different backgrounds with all these different dogs go to this uh, very important kind of kennel club you know, style dog show. And it just uh -huh. follows them and their stories and you see who wins. Interesting. Oh, I love it. Okay. I think this movie is hysterical. It's a weird type of comedy and I don't know if it's for everyone, but I thought I would throw it in here as option three. Good stuff. So Melissa's theme is high society, things rich people do. Uh, yeah, fancy competitions that we can <laughs> maybe pick up a handful of facts about secondhand. Okay, okay. Um, well, you, you know what? I think I am definitely going to go with choice number one, Drops of God. I think it's yes. uh, a good time to go into a manga since I don't think we've done one in a while uh, mm. But yeah, this one just seems interesting. A manga about yeah. wine and wine tasting. And they seem yeah. very enthusiastic about how important this wine manga is. Yeah, I think it's wild that, yeah, it says market prices of wine worldwide are dictated by this one manga. Wild. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll read that. The first four volumes of that is what we will read in two weeks from now. Be on the lookout for that. Uh, next week, however, is Irredeemable, like I mentioned. Um, I, I did forget to mention, though, that we normally do that at the end of the month, yes. which is what we would have been doing this week, but we pushed it back, so it's technically at the start of November. Yeah, so we, we you know, the comic is chilling, but it is, it's not Halloween material. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, next week, Irredeemable, 5, 6, and 7. The week after that, Drops of God, volumes mm -hmm. one through four, which That's is available on Comixology Unlimited. Yes. So, there you go. Good stuff. I'm excited. I'm excited indeed. Um, Melissa, where can the pe people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. On Halloween, I am also supposed to be dropping my new podcast. I co-host with my brother called Saturday Morning Obscurities, where we take a look at weird old kids entertainment that we half remember, and we recap it and tell it to you. So we're supposed to drop Good on uh, Halloween and with two episodes, even though we'll release bi-weekly after that. We got two to start with, and one of them is a spooky episode. Good stuff. That sounds mm. fun. Yeah. Sounds fun. Uh, you guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter and Instagram. If you guys want to stay up to date with our shows, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. Go like, share, subscribe, 
tell a friend, tell a foe, sell your soul, do something spooky. Um, mm. I think we're oh. 94 subscribers now hey, on hey. YouTube. Thanks, inching, one person. Inching ever closer to 100. We're hoping to get there by the end of the year. So if you could help us out and spread the word and subscribe to our YouTube channel, that would be amazing. Uh, mm -hmm. We would appreciate it a lot. Because, uh, yeah, we're hoping to get that vanity URL so it's not some big long list of alpha yeah. numerics and stuff like that we want something simple and easy yeah uh but that being said that wraps us up for episode 128 29 yeah 129 of the whatnots review show so we will see you next week bye bye <laughs>